Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the season finale of the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the end of season nine, and I know I've been a little bit incognito lately. It's been a crazy end to this year. Unfortunately, I had to cancel my trip to LA where I was supposed to go watch the Rams and the Clippers spirit dance team perform. Um, But life has been crazy. I hope you all have been having a wonderful holiday season so far. I've been loving all of the adorable Christmas performances and costumes and uniforms. And so I've really enjoyed the holiday so far. You know, it's been a little game of, you know, dodging the Rona, but I hope you guys are all staying safe and enjoying your loved ones this season. New Year's Eve is upon us shortly. And I thought that the best way to end this season was to go through this episode that I've been promising for the longest and now I know why I was so stressed about it. I have Rosé right here on hand just to kind of guide me through it but I wanted to do an episode where I gave out like an inaugural Pro Cheerleading Podcast awards. Like I watch everything on social media as best I can, keeping up with everything, seeing all the trends, all the different teams and I wanted to try to celebrate some of the programs that really stand out for certain things. And, you know, I'd wanted to do it probably two seasons ago, but I was just feeling a lot of pressure to get it right. And I wanted to have you guys vote on certain things. And then life happens and blah, 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 blah. I just wanted to do a first attempt at this justice. And so I finally have enough balls and rosé to uh, just put this episode out there. You know, hopefully it's year one of doing it. We can do it every year. I tried to pick categories that we could repeat but we're just going to go for it and you guys are going to just love me through it. I'm just making this shit up as I go. So <laughs> buckle up, buttercup. Here it goes. You ready? Okay. So the first category that we're just going to get out of the way is the favorite uniform. And I think I put this one out to a vote between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos cheerleaders. And you guys actually voted for the Denver Broncos. And there's going to be some times where I may disagree with the vote. I did take notes of like who won the different categories that I did put up to a vote. But this is uh, my podcast, so I can kind of do what I, <laughs> what I want. And in the case where I may disagree, I'm just going to disagree. Okay, so there we go. You guys picked Denver Broncos. I'm trumping and I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiderettes uniform. You know, it really blew my mind when I was looking back at like the episode that we did on uniforms. Um, it was a group episode with all my girlfriends over brunch, and we were just had a slideshow going of all the different uniforms in the NFL and picking our favorite uniform. And there's been so many changes in the space since then. And there are only a few teams left with this iconic, like, NFL-styled uniform that you think of in the traditional sense. And so I'm just going off for preference. I remember this matchup being really, really tight. I think Denver Broncos won by 52%. But I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiderettes 
I know that they did a little bit of a upgrade of their uniforms recently with Dallas Wear. Shout out to Tara Saunders, who is the CEO of Dallas Wear. Her uniforms are everywhere. I like the cut of it. I feel like it's flattering on every single girl. And the only reason why I'm going with the Raiderettes over the Broncos cheerleaders is just because I feel like the Broncos uniform, it almost can swallow the girl depending on her build. I'm just going to say it. And then I think the girls with the longer torsos end up looking a lot more flattering in the uniform. And, you know, the chaps, I know it's very iconic for Denver and I'm not knocking it, but to me, the Raiderettes is just classic. It's very feminine. It's very like luxurious in terms of the bling. And so they get my vote. The end. I'm not going to over justify all of my choices here, you guys. I really hope next time that I do this, I will definitely get more involved and input from you all. But I got your input and I ignored it. So we'll see how the rest of it goes. Let's see. The next category is best smile. This was some category that somebody had suggested when I was asking for different category ideas. And I thought it was so cute because I'm such a smiler. And, you know, in looking at social media, there's just a few people who will just capture you with their smile. And everybody has great smiles. I feel like it's almost a prerequisite to be a professional cheerleader to not have an amazing smile that draws people in. But there were just a couple people who stood out to me that I would have to give a shout out to. The first one is Katiana from Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. Now, I watched the full season of Making the Team this year. I'm very proud of myself for sticking with it and watching every single episode. And she was one of the rookie candidates that made it through onto the team. And she just, her smile just made you want to like laugh and smile and totally, totally suck me in. I'm, I'm a fan. So Katiana, she wins the best smile for a, a female dancer. And then I had to pick a male dancer too, because, and there are so many that come to mind. So I know I'm going to just feel like I could, this could be a tie and I'm really trying not to do ties. So this whole award ceremony, but I'm giving this to Ray from the Baltimore Ravens cheerleaders. His smile has always captured me from like day one of discovering him. I think he has such a magnetic personality that comes completely through with his smile. So he gets the award for best smile. Okay. So the next one is the best social media account for a team. And trust me, I look at all the posts all the time and I just think the most active and well orchestrated, just gives such a great behind the scenes look at the dancers as well as game day. And it just really draws you into the whole experience. And I can say this from having been at one of their games, but I give this category to the Brooklynettes. I think they have it down to a science and it's super engaging and they take care of all of their different entertainment teams through their social media account. So my vote goes to the Brooklynettes for the best social media account. I also think I should just mention some runner-ups in terms of DCC, obviously, pumps out the content big time for their team and the Raiderettes as well. And I think every team is getting a lot more savvy, I would say, in terms of, you know, the paid partnerships and how they like highlight their sponsors, just having content, doing the reels, like doing the whole big thing of just really utilizing social media for their team. But the Brooklynettes, to me, stand out. Okay, <laughs> the next category is... I love my titles. They're way too long. The best execution of a social media trend. So I'm looking at, you know, all of the trends and I'm so, you know, not with it, with everything. Like I'm trying my hardest. You guys saw my freaking TikTok, my one and only TikTok of 2021. So, you know, it's a struggle. I watch everything, but producing content, psh, it's just not going to happen very often. But 
there were certain trends, you know, and they're cute. You know, you do the whole little jump from looking busted to looking beautiful. And everybody did that. And, you know, lots of other little cutesy things that, I mean, I guess that's just what people are doing now, right? But one of the social media trends that I loved, and I saw a couple teams copy, but didn't do it as well, Carolina Top Cats, when they would dress up like the Panthers players arriving to the stadium on game day, they freaking nailed it. Like, I thought that their execution of that was just like on point, like so on point, like because you have some really interesting fashion trends for some of the guys, but they really, really nailed it. I was really impressed. I thought that they killed that whole trend. So they get my vote. We'll have to see what the next trends are in 2022. But it's always fun when the teams get behind it and when they do a good job executing it like the Panthers top cats did. So the next category is the most viral moment. And I know I'm not the only person who has seen this pretty recently. So if you haven't seen it, I think I'm going to try to provide links to all the different videos or things that I'll reference in the awards ceremony. But Danielle Bush, she is a dancer for the Utah Jazz, and she's out there doing a performance, if you haven't seen it, with her teammates. And her teammates completely flip the script on her, start doing wholly different dance moves. And she is so thrown off, tries to catch on, looking around her. She's completely confused, not realizing she's on the big screen. And shout out to you, Danielle, for just even trying to hold it down. I mean, that is like a dancer's worst nightmare. And for that very moment to become like the most memorable one of your life with your fiance proposing, it was just so cute. And it completely blew up. I saw it everywhere. And articles written about it and so it's just really cute there's a lot of proposals that happen and I've seen a lot of proposals over the year um, where their fiancés are trying to orchestrate you know proposing at a game or at a practice or different ways of trying to um, make the moment special and so I love when the teams get behind it and support it it's really sweet and special for the dancers I'm sure and so that one went viral, I think, in terms of like all of the news articles that I get email alerts for, like this one blew up my inbox. So the most viral moment goes to the Utah Jazz Dancers proposal. Okay, the next category is the most fun team to watch. And I have to admit, because this is truth behind the palms and I'm going to drink some rosé. So this next winner has not always been my favorite team to watch. And I'll just say that only because, okay, I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders. I just thought their persona when they went through the the next chapter, I think is what they were calling it. It almost seemed so squeaky clean, like just perfect that I, you know, in terms of like the image of the girls and, you know, the social media content, it was just, it seemed forced to me. So I wasn't always like loving it, but I feel like this season they just went and had fun. Like they brought me into the way that they were having fun as a team. And I'm talking about like from their halftime performances where they like involve like their drum line, the whole stadium goes dark and they have like the glow sticks and just really having fun, like engaging with their audience. They know their base and they know all the different things that they're able to do, all the fun things that they do with their junior cheerleaders. Their freaking Halloween performance that I was like cackling about forever. I thought it was hilarious with them dancing in their blow up costumes. Like I think they just made me laugh and I enjoyed watching all the different things that they would try on their social media, you know, kicking a field goal and just doing fun things as a squad. So I really have to give it to you, Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders. You just really brought me in. It just seems more like personable and fun. 
seeing you guys engaging in different ways and trying different things. I just, I just loved it. So you guys are one of my fun teams to watch and that's why I gave the award to you. So my next category is the best concept video. And you guys, when I tell you the, again, the stress of trying to put this episode together, I was like, you have to see everything because if you don't nail it, like with who you name or what you're looking at, like it's going to be like just a trash podcast episode. But I looked and, you know, I think at the beginning of the NBA season, there were a lot of different concept videos that came out and I'll just mention some honorables. The Phoenix Suns put a really cool one together that I really liked. Golden State Warriors like has almost like concept videos on the complete lock. I feel like they kind of championed that during the pandemic. They obviously had, you know, money to put behind like the production and just kind of putting together different things when they were more limited and what they could do as a team. So I know they paved the way in that, but I had to give this award to the Chicago Bulls because the Lovables, the Chicago 312 crew, they're swinging seniors, the Bulls kids, like they all put together the cutest and most fun, like Coca-Cola commercial vibes, like music video vibes, like storyline for their concept video that kind of introduced all the entertainment teams. They even had like their stunters. Um, I don't know the f- official name of their team, but mm-hmm. there's a girl and a guy and they're like, you know, trotting off together and they're doing the dance. It was like a music video. It was a whole movie. Like I felt like it was a movie. I was fully there for it just well shot. I mean, they're in Chicago. They're just, you'll, I'll provide a link to it if you haven't seen it so you can check it out yourself. But I thought it was the best concept video. Like Phoenix Suns were really close neck and neck there, but I just really, like I found myself smiling watching the Chicago Bulls one and they nailed it. It was just really, really fun and a cool way to bring everybody in. And I feel like they even had their drum line too. They had everybody, but it was great. And I think a lot of the teams have tried to do that. They incorporate all their entertainment teams, but it was such a great concept video. So you guys are the winner of that category. The next category is the best showmanship as a team. And I am going to give this award to the Brooklyn Nets. I know I'm a big Brooklyn Nets fan, but I'm going to explain why I'm giving this award to this team. Because I know that there is this desire to have really like clean choreography where everybody's moving as one and it's just really, really clean in terms of routines and the execution of it. But I will say it reminds me a lot of like DCC where every single person doing that same clean choreography has to draw you in and make you want to watch them where their individuality is able to kind of play out and show through a very clean routine. And I just felt like the Brooklyn Nets, in terms of showmanship, like everybody is a star on that team. And they all serve their performances up on a platter with so much personality and so much showmanship that it literally, you feel like, who do I watch? Who do I watch? Because everybody's just so eye-catching. And I love that they have those moments where they can just do their own thing at their own flair, but they still look together. To me, that's magic. And I have to give it to them because I was just in awe, in awe of them as they were performing. And so I know it's going to sound like I'm giving all these categories away to the Brooklyn Nets, and it's not true. But they earned it to me. This is, you know, my opinion. But best showmanship, hands down, as a team, where everybody's able to have that kind of showmanship, not just making facials either, like fully just all kinds of sass, all kinds of delivery. 
the individuality comes through where they are still able to shine as individuals, but also look amazing as a team. Okay, I'm done. The next award goes to the team that invests the most in their dancers. And I did some research on this one too, because, you know, I try to be thorough with my ish, but the Miami Heat dancers are winning this award because they have this, and I think I posted it in my story, but they have this program called Advancing Through Dancing, where it's a three-part professional development program for their dancers, uh, where they have educational courses that they can take. There's a mentoring program that pairs them with leaders in the Miami Heat organization so that they're able to have mentors and helping them pursue their goals. And then they even have a chance to apply for a professional grant to help pay for tuition for them in school or to fund a new business idea that they have. So y'all tell me another team that's doing the most in that department, like really pouring into these women so that they are able to pursue their goals outside of dance, like advancing through dancing. Like I love the name of the program. I love the thought behind it. I love the commitment from the organization in terms of mentoring, um, even financial support for these women, because you guys invest so much, especially on an NBA schedule, you know, to these teams and you also are trying to balance like, you know, sustaining a living or pursuing other goals that you have. And so an organization that's willing to pour back into you to this extent, I'm sorry, like Miami Heat dancers, I think this is a fantastic, wonderful benefit to dancers of your program to be able to get this type of support. You just don't see it. So boom, Miami Heat dancers, you get that award. The next one, kind of in the same ballpark but the next category is the team that best showcases the dancers careers or just kind of like the whole well-rounded picture of who the dancers are and you know there were a lot of contenders for this category I think you know the the Philadelphia Eagles like have (laughs) like on the roster page they have each of the cheerleaders in attire that represents their profession so like no uniform shot, like that's the shot. You, you're a teacher, you have your classroom background. You know, if you're a student, you're no, there's a picture of you doing your university. Like that was pretty bold and very, very unusual. And I thought that was great. Um, The Atlanta Falcons have the wow factor Wednesday where they shout out their different cheerleaders and their professions. And they have like a whole photo shoot around that where they can showcase the other sides of their personal lives. Um, Shout out to Lindsay, because I think she might be behind that. I don't know. Um, Lindsay is a photographer that you all know and love. Um, And similar to that, there's the San Francisco 49ers Gold Rush cheerleaders on their social media. You know, they have a whole post that they have for each of their dancers that shows their background and like their interests or their hobbies. And so for the winner of this category, I did end up giving it to the Philadelphia Eagles because I thought it was a bold statement having their career oriented pictures on their profile for their website. Again, it's kind of groundbreaking. I don't see any other teams doing that. And they have some pretty impressive careers for their dancers. I think all of the teams that are doing that, I would encourage them to continue to showcase dancers in this light. It just shows how dope the people in our community are. I mean, not only just fabulous dancers, but just all the interesting career paths and and disciplines that they're studying in school. And so I gave it to the Eagles. Okay, the next category is the team that best challenges stereotypes. And this one actually went to a vote and it was between the Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders and the Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders. And you guys voted and picked 
the Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders. And I do agree with you this time. I will give it to you. Um, and this is not just in this last year, but I would say that it obviously was a game changer in our pro cheerleading community when the Los Angeles Rams selected Napoleon and Quentin to be part of their Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders team that year, 2018. And obviously, you guys, there is this huge trend. Almost half the teams in the NFL, more and more teams in the NBA are going co-ed. And so it definitely challenged the stereotype of what a cheerleader is and means. You know, I would love to see if this trend also moves in the semi-pro space, which tends to be, you know, predominantly female. But I would give it to the Rams organization to recognizing talent and not letting gender discrimination, frankly, get in the way of them selecting these super talented individuals to the team. And just when you look at what has happened in our space since then, from the Saints to so many teams in the NFL having men on their teams, as well as the NBA, again, it's very groundbreaking. So I would give this award to the Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders. And the next one in the same vein is just the most gender diverse. This was another category that people asked for. And it was really exciting to look and see really who is leading the space. And this is kind of coming full circle, but this goes hands down to the Baltimore Ravens cheerleaders because they have 37% of their squad as male. They have 19 out of 52 cheerleaders that are male. I don't know if they've always been that large in terms of the males that on their on their team, but they definitely did have male cheerleaders prior to the Los Angeles Rams. And I know that they've probably gotten overlooked for that, but I think they've always had a good number of males on their team, equal shine in terms of just presence on their website. You know, there's 12 NFL teams with male cheerleaders right now, you guys. And in the NBA, I counted almost half of the NBA teams. The NBA and the NFL is almost like split half and half with male cheerleaders. And so when it comes to gender diversity, the Ravens did have the highest percentage of male cheerleaders as part of their team. And we'll see how this trend continues in 2022 after the audition season rolls around. Okay, so I went back and forth with this category of choreographers because, you know, having not taken a lot of these classes myself, I didn't feel like I could really speak to like the best choreographer that's out there or the most favorite one. And honestly, I didn't even want to put that to you guys for a vote of having to like pick because there's so many freaking good ones. But I kind of flipped the category a little bit to call this the choreographer to watch in 2022. So kind of like in more of an up and coming or maybe not as popular as some of the big names that we all know and love. We're just going to give them their flowers and assume that they're all the best. But I think there's just some choreographers that are on the rise and just watching their choreography. Um, I picked Durante Lambert for this award because I think his choreography is unique. It doesn't look like everything else that's kind of out there. And I'm excited to see, you know, the additional teams that he works with in 2022. Like he's done choreography for the Wizards, the Blazers, other teams as well. And I'm just excited to see him hopefully getting picked up by different teams because I think he can add like a unique flavor to a lot of different teams. And so that's the choreographer that I'm going to have my eyes on to see more of their choreography out on the field on these pro teams. Similar to that, there's kind of like a rising star pro cheerleading program. Like I know that this podcast is not supposed to be just about NBA and NFL. So with that said, I'm trying to keep my eyes out for programs that I think are going to be exciting to watch in the future. And one of those teams for me is the Bay Area Panthers. It's a new team that was formed, I think, prior to the pandemic. 
and then they probably had to kind of put things on pause, but they are back and they had some pretty dope people involved for their auditions. Um, so I'm excited to see what this team has to offer. So I did give it to them. And this is just a promise as part of the podcast, just to continue to promote like a lot of the semi-pro, what we consider semi-pro, I guess, because it's not the two major leagues, but there are so many other professional sports teams with professional dancers. And maybe we should just get rid of the semi-pro terminology for those teams and the dancers that are on those teams. But um, there are a lot of great programs out there and I want to continue to highlight them. So for now, the award's going to the Bay Area Panthers, but there are a lot of different teams that I'm going to do more to promote so that people can get familiar with some other talented dancers in our space. Let's see, the next award goes to getting close to the end. Oh my gosh. So this next award I also struggled with because I've interviewed so many amazing directors as part of this podcast and I find them all to be inspirational and just wonderful people. And I loved meeting them and talking to them. Wanted to try to give an acknowledgement of a director for a professional team that I think just embodies everything that I really admire and respect. I'm really moved by her vision and her desire to help people. And this award is going to Sabrina Ellison from the Golden State Warriors. I think her desire to touch and enrich the lives of her dancers and how much it just like oozes out of her is just unparalleled. I just think she touches on it from so many different angles and what she pours into her dancers through her program. In addition to starting her own, not even audition prep program, but it's, it's, I think it's beyond that. It's really like providing so many like life skills and just your own mindset about yourself and your capabilities, the possibility for you to achieve your dreams. I think Sabrina is just one of those people that you will always remember because she's probably touched your life in that kind of a way. And I had to give this most inspirational director award to her. And I know we can say this for so many of our directors in our space for NFL, NBA, you know, I think their lives are very, very selfless and in how much time they have to spend taking care of us and planning everything for us. But with Sabrina, it just seems like there's no limit. Uh, Like she does not get tired, that she just has more and more that she wants to give. And I really, really felt that from her in all of my being. So she's getting the most inspirational director award this year for me. And the final category is just kind of based on my little pro cheerleading podcast tour that I did. I wanted to at least give some awards to the little subcategories of what I consider the best game day experience. We had the episode where I gave the ideal game day, but I think there's just certain aspects to game day where there's the pregame, your interaction with fans, how will they connect with you, just what that whole vibe is like, what you're doing to connect with them prior to the game. Then there's your game performances and then just like the overall experience from me being on tour and being able to spend time with the different teams. And so I have like best game day experience from tour category and there's subcategories within that. Follow me, just follow me here. So in terms of pregame, I gave the Atlanta Hawks dancers the award for best pregame experience from my tour because they're really just out there. You know, we could be sitting back getting primped and staying pretty and cute and then going out to dance whenever we dance and just only having our interaction with fans in that limited capacity. But I really, maybe it was a Southern charm, like the Southern hospitality, I don't know. But just seeing them out there, very tangible for the public to see and interact with in the concourse prior to the game beginning, taking pictures, 
having like these parades that they do throughout the arena. Like I really just felt like it was really engaging. And I think being out there where you can actually interact with fans is great. And I didn't always see that with different teams that I went to go visit. Um, maybe I missed it for some, and I'm not saying other teams don't do it, but I was able to be a part of that for the Hawks dancers. And I really, really enjoyed the way that they hype up their fans for the game. Um, in terms of game day performances, I have to give it to the Brooklyn Nets again. I promise that's the last award, but they had multiple times where they danced. I was here for all of it, you know, from the pre-player announcements, they had a routine to different performances throughout the game, to halftime performances with all these stars, like forget about it. Like the game day performance aspect is just, it's so entertaining. I'm sorry. So they win that one in terms of the game day performances. And then I think my overall experience, what I enjoyed the most or treasured the most was probably my trip to San Francisco on my birthday weekend. Obviously, being able to travel with Brittany is always going to be an amazing time. But, you know, with the Golden State Warriors, I would say from being able to have access to the team before the game to the sweet birthday message that I missed because I think I was trying to be down there so I could tape the girls performing. Um, just the overall like care and the most special part was obviously being able to hang out with both Emily and Sabrina after the game and just having a chance to debrief and talk about all things pro cheer and be excited about it and just kind of sharing that feedback um, real time was really, really special. And so that was kind of like the best overall experience was for my birthday weekend in San Francisco with the Golden State Warriors dance team. Um, there's so many special moments from that entire weekend. And I really, like I said, enjoyed every stop on the pro Living podcast tour and hope that I'm able to do more of that in 2022. But that concludes the awards ceremony next time will be a lot smoother and more defined but whatever maybe i'll loop you guys into voting for more of these categories but i just thought because i had been trying to scoop everything out that i just needed to put myself out there and give my awards and just ride with it but it was very fun and i can't wait to hear your reactions to it and if you have other content that i missed out on feel free to send it to me and i will keep my eyes plugged next year but speaking of which, this is the last episode of 2021, you guys. And in 2022, I'm excited to hopefully check out the Pro Bowl cheerleaders in Las Vegas. I have been seeing all the announcements. I'm very excited for all the Pro Bowl cheerleaders announced so far. There's still a few that need to be announced, and I'll be definitely watching and hopefully can do an episode sharing a little bit more about the Pro Bowl cheerleaders, similar to what I did a couple of years ago with Brittany, you know, hopefully more traveling without the Rona um, that I can do to make some more appearances and see you guys perform in 2022. But I thank you so much for listening and all of your support of the podcast over this past year. It's been a crazy year that doing that rewind TikTok definitely brought back lots of memories and it's been a very full year. Um, but I've really enjoyed bringing it to a close with you know, coming out and seeing a lot of you guys perform and hope to see more of you in 2022. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.